As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. If you don't know what an Enneagram is, it's a diagram with nine points that illustrates the nine human character structures. They are nine different, but very connected types. And it doesn't necessarily tell us what we do, but why we do it. And to quote Beth at your Enneagram coach on Instagram, go check her out. The Enneagram accurately and clearly describes why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways based upon your core fears and core desires. The idea is that you can use this path of self-discovery to help you transform into the highest, healthiest, truest version of you. So less of a personality test and more of a path back to the truest version of yourself. And as with each of these episodes, we will make sure to link to the free test in our show notes. So make sure to go check that out, take the test and enjoy the episodes. We just have to preface this by saying we are Enneagram enthusiasts, certainly not experts, but we find it all interesting and figured you might too. This week from our iTunes review, Elena G. Swizzle says, amazing. I've been looking for any resource since I got pregnant that would help me not feel overwhelmed, but would educate me well on holistic versus non-holistic approaches to childbirth. This podcast is everything. I've binged it today and I can't get enough. I'm so grateful I found out and that you ladies are putting such amazing info out into the world. Wish I could give this 100 five stars. We wish you could give it a hundred too. If you want to make different accounts and do that. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Totally kidding. We but- love the reviews and we are so grateful to have you binging our podcast. Yes. And I love what you said about the holistic versus non-holistic. I feel like we do that really well. So it's really encouraging. And we're super grateful to hear that from some of our listeners that you're feeling that way too. Balance. It's all about balance. We have been having so much fun with these Enneagram podcast episodes, and we know you guys have been too, and we really do read all of your comments. So, for example, every week, 
that we do an Enneagram podcast episode on Instagram, I'll post an infographic with kind of a summary of that particular type and strengths and what they want to watch out for. And by popular request, we had a lot of people saying, when are you going to do seven? Please do Enneagram <laughs> seven. So we kind of skipped nine, eight for now. We were jumping around we anyways, jumping. but we had a plan. <laughs> and you know, I have to say every time I research a different Enneagram type, I'm like, man, I want to be that type. They sound cool, right? It's, <laughs> is it like type envy? Is that a thing? I Well, let's create it. Hashtag type envy. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's just that. Enneagram 7 people sound so amazing. They're enthusiastic. They're optimistic. They're cheerful. They want to do it all, try it all. I want to be an Enneagram 7. When you were describing it, I, me too. <laughs> I mostly want the enthusiasm. Like, I feel like I have bits of it. I think everybody has a little bit of every Enneagram, you know what I, I mean? I want the optimism. Yeah, I feel uh, like yeah. I could be a Debbie Downer sometimes. <laughs> so I want everybody If you're a 7 to... and you want to join the team just to buoy us up, give right? us a call. <laughs> Balance us out. We would love that. But I love that they're called the enthusiast. And depending on what kind of wing they have, meaning do they pull from... Um, Enneagram 8 or Enneagram 6. They can also be known as the entertainer or the realist. Who doesn't like being around Those are both good, yes. Enthusiast. Anyway, so let's get into your strengths because they are awesome and they are many. So one of your strengths is that you are insanely curious and you pair that with creativity, meaning you are open and wanting to try it all. You want to try everything. Which I think is such a positive thing when we're talking about birth because there's so much to try <laughs> and so much that's unknown, um, at least when, I mean, majority of us don't get to watch our moms and their moms and everybody else give birth. So we come to it with a really curious palette anyways. Yeah. So I think what a perfect place to be as an Enneagram 7. I could see a type 7 being like, you know what, that vaginal birth within the epidural was great. It was nice, but I really want to try a water birth next. <laughs> You're going to want to try it all. And through trial and error you're eventually going to hit on what was like the coolest for you. One of my favorite qualities for an Enneagram 7 is their positivity. Um, and it makes me think of all the different things that kind of come at you with birth that you may not know beforehand. Um, so even like as we were talking about this, I was thinking, I bet an Enneagram 7, if their baby was breech at like 35 weeks, with that optimism and that positivity would probably be like, it's going to be fine. We're going to do all the things. I'm going to figure this out and it's going to be fine. And I think that having that kind of attitude throughout birth because it's such a um, not a one size fits all it is so different for every woman I think that's such a beautiful thing to be able to bring into that so I'm married to a type 7 and I will tell you that with different challenges that we've encountered either during um, fertility or birth or even parenthood whereas I get really bogged down and weighed down with a situation that's not working out the way we want it to maybe our baby's really fussy he always has this, it's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. Like, it's going to be okay. And that that just really makes other people around you feel good and confident. Too. Totally. I feel like I need that in my life. And when I hear that, um, that it, like, it speaks to me. Like, yeah. I, it helps me to be calm and relaxed and comfortable, just like you were talking it's about. Contagious. Contagious. Your, your totally. optimism is totally contagious. And so, and too, like, when you think about the birth space, it would be contagious in that space, too. Like, if you're positive during labor, like, what does that do to your birth space, you know, mm -hmm. prior to and during the birth? I want to be there. Another thing we love about our type 7 mamas is that they are incredibly fast learners, not just in the way that they absorb and soak up information, but also in the skill set too. And I feel like birth is sort of a marriage or preparing for birth is like a marriage of those two things. You have to be able to have the knowledge 
space, but you've also got to have the skill set. You need to be a master of relaxation, a master of knowing how your body responds in different situations. You need to be able to, you and your partner, get counter pressure down. This is going to come really easily to you. I think, too, because you are so confident and charming was the word that came up. Um, I think whatever situation you find yourself in, whether that is you choose to birth at a hospital with an OB or maybe you're in a situation where you can't change your surroundings for whatever reason um, and, and you may not even be on the same page with that provider, I do think that just your general nature is going to help grow that space into what you want it to be, that confidence, that charmingness where people are kind of like, oh, yeah, yes, let's do it that way. <laughs> you know, I think that can totally be to your benefit. All right. So let's talk about some things to watch out here for kind of a little bit of a heads up for you. You, your core fear is pain. You want to avoid Uh-oh. pain at all costs, <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. which is kind of funny in the context of childbirth because uh, no mystery to anybody out there. There is discomfort during childbirth. We don't like to use the word pain. Because yeah, I was gonna say if we reframe this, if we yeah, then maybe if you don't think of it that way, that's nothing to be afraid of. If you notice, Stephanie and I are really careful to avoid using the word pain when we talk about childbirth, and that's because there's so much that you can do to reframe what you're feeling in your body that you might not experience it as pain if you don't think you're gonna feel pain. Yeah, intensity is a really common word to use, and there's a reason for that. I like myself, I didn't look at any of that as pain, but I was able to say, yes, it became more and more intense. It was never out of my control though. And I think that's the important part is when you stay on top of it, you have power over it kind of back to that confidence. um, And then it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't frame it as that. Right. Like the pressure was immense or the pulling tugging sensation I felt was really intense, but you'll notice we don't call it pain because it doesn't need to be that. Right. So I think that goes back to what would be really good for you to do is to check out the positive affirmation. So if you are afraid of things regarding childbirth that you think might, you might constitute as pain or painful experience to reframe that using our find it and flip it exercise so that you get Mm -hmm. that very positive spin on things, which is your nature anyways. Um, That way, when it comes time, that's not what your mind is saying. I feel like that word alone can be a trigger. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get that into a positive place, then I don't even think sevens will have an issue with this. I also just want to give you a heads up. You want to be very careful about the kind of birth stories and birth videos that you're watching, um, how people are sharing their experience, because sometimes, and we've talked about this before, women just need to process what they went through, especially if they weren't very well prepared for it. And so they'll focus on all the negatives, or maybe they will talk about how painful it was or whatever. Um, But we want you to soak up stories that you can see through to the ending, that yes, you see them experiencing discomfort or pressure or however you want to think of it, but that you see that contrasted with the sheer pure joy of having your baby delivered to your chest and the happiness that brings because you, you are a joy seeker. You want contentment and happiness above all else. And Stephanie and I both feel strongly that childbirth is one of those experiences that brings immense joy if you allow it to do that. Yeah, and I think it's important too, we talk about this in the birth course or just in general, but pain versus suffering, discomfort versus suffering. You can have some discomfort and call it intensity and move it into a positive that I'm feeling this sensation because my body's working, because it's doing what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing. It's opening, it's stretching, my baby's moving down and you can visualize all that. Or 
you can be on the other side of it, which is not understanding what's happening. And so therefore you end up suffering out of fear. And so I think a lot of the empowerment that comes from taking a good birth course, from listening to these podcasts, um, that will get you on the other side of that pain. Love it. Another heads up for you is that you might struggle sometimes with being decisive in your birth decisions because your mind can see so many possibilities. You can see lots of different futures for how your birth is going to pan out and you can't decide which one looks really great to you. Mm. And so that can be frustrating for you. And we will, I think we should get into that a little bit more on the why Enneagram 7s like the birth course at the end? Because um, I think it's important that when you're right, like you have so many decisions to make and so many things on the table, but once you get crystal clear about what you want, which should come from a really good like birth plan exercise like we have in the course, once you can lay all of those things out and get really clear on your vision, ooh, you guys, you should even head back, how many episodes? A couple episodes back. Um, and we actually have an exercise at the end it's at the end of the birth plan podcast, and we give you an entire exercise in order to envision that birth. Because once you have a crystal clear vision on it, then you can be more decisive about how to get there. I feel like, at least with my type 7 husband, sometimes all it takes is putting two things against each other and saying, well, which of these do you prefer? And mm. we have a game in the course that we play um, all about your birth priorities and things like that. But you kind of, it's almost like a... It's almost like a tournament of birth choices. And so it might be easier for you to decide what you want if you can see it. Well, would you rather have this or that? And as you make these little decisions, you're going to start to get clear on, I am leaning more towards this way or this is what I want. There's a lot of different exercises that we provide visualizations and, um, you know. And birth scenarios. And, and I mean, because really, I mean, looking at it black and white, you're like, yeah, I don't want an episiotomy. You know what I mean? Right. But we can't, we have to know what the different scenarios are where that could come up so that we can decide where we're comfortable making that decision one way or the other. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, okay. Another one that you guys have is the fear of being deprived. Um, so basically you don't want your freedoms to be taken away. And so when Courtney and I were talking about this before, I was like, oh, well, clearly they want a home birth, but you had a different take on that. I did. So here's my thing. I don't think type sevens would enjoy any kind of environment that doesn't give them as wide a range of options as possible. So I see what you're saying, like birth at home, right. you can do whatever you want. However, that means that their only option for that birth is to go completely unmedicated. Yeah. And at the same time, you contrast that. I don't think type 7s would be totally content birthing with um, a stuck-in-their-ways OB at a <laughs> hospital that doesn't give you an option to get into water and he only delivers with you laying on your back, I don't think you would like that either. To me, I think kind of an ideal birth scenario for you might be, you and I both said this at the same time, yes. a birth, birth center, center attached to a, to a hospital, hospital, right? Yes. So maybe you go with a midwife and it's a birth center at a hospital, but this birth center, they let you get in water. And then eventually if you decide that, you know what, I do want pain medication, that option's available to you and you might not ever reach that point, but you know it's an option. Okay, but what, do you, what do you do if that's not available? Like even here in Utah, we don't have birth centers that are attached to a hospital. Right. So what do you do? That's a good question. I think that you pick whichever one you feel like affords you your top freedom priorities. I think that's smart. 
So anyway, with you not wanting to feel like any of your freedoms are ever taken away, you're going to want to make sure that you don't make choices that take them away. So when we talk about nutrition and exercise in class one within our birth course, we one of the things we teach is that you're going to want to make sure you make choices that don't take options away. So for example, we teach in our course that poor diet and exercise can cause problems that may eliminate a lot of the wonderful birthing options that you would have been able to have otherwise. Yeah. So for example, with a mom um, that ends up with gestational diabetes in a way that could have been avoided by her diet, um, puts the, the doctor in a risk to have to worry about high blood sugar that could include a larger baby at the time of birth. Um, that, I mean, it changes, it just changes how you're going to be able to give birth. At the same time, you're going to want to understand that even in a scenario where you might feel like your options or your freedoms have been kind of limited, being able to see that freedom still exists in that scenario. Even if you had a baby that was, say, transverse lie, meaning they're in your belly kind of like a hammock, that's an automatic cesarean birth. And so you might feel like, well, gosh, that means this gets taken off the table and this gets taken off the table. Channel your own personal enthusiasm and optimism to be able to see that there are still tons of freedoms available to you, even within the framework of a cesarean birth. And I won't get into those because we have a whole podcast episode dedicated to um, gentle or family-centered cesareans, but just being able to see that there's still a lot of freedom and different scenarios. Okay, so let's jump into some partner tips because this is really important. How do I support my partner who is a type 7 as she's having her baby? Um, practice everything. <laughs> Be prepared with a lot of ideas and things to try since she loves variety and that includes making it fun. There could be some things that might normally feel monotonous to her. Um, tracking nutrition, the certain exercises that we recommend you do every single day. And she might not want to do them if they feel really mundane and boring and routine. So help keep it fresh, help keep it fun, introduce games, something to keep it entertaining. And do it with her because I feel like a lot of the times you just as a mom and you're growing this baby and, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of that by yourself. And so it's really helpful to have somebody being like, hey, I understand and let's do this together. I, I just feel like that helps a lot. Keep things light. She doesn't always want to be the one that has to keep things fun and optimistic and entertaining. And so you can be the comedic relief sometimes. You can be the optimistic one. Um, help her share that responsibility. Yeah, and I think it's important to understand too. So sometimes moms can have this, um, especially type 7s, can have this idea that it's not okay to depend on anybody else. I have to be able to do whatever it is myself. Um, but you guys are in this together. Like you made this baby together. And so I think for partners, it's really important to let her know, like, I'm here. I support you. I will take care of you and kind of take some of that burden of her making, you know, making it seem like for her, it feels like she has to do this all by herself. Or be everything for everyone. Right. And yeah. she doesn't. And she shouldn't. And then last, type 7s love to think about future possibilities. They love daydreaming about the future. They are kind of these daydreamers at heart. So have fun. Talk about what you want to do together in the future. And that might be future like, hey, when our kids are, you know, 5 to 7 years old, let's totally do this and have fun exploring that idea. But it could just be, hey, next week when you're 41 weeks and still pregnant, let's do this. Wouldn't this be so much fun? She's going to share a ton of different ideas. And one of the things you need to understand is that you should never ever dismiss her ideas. For type sevens, 
they just sometimes have fun generating the idea or the possibility of that future. And so thank them for sharing that idea, even if you're thinking like, I don't know if that's something I ever want to do, <laughs> right? But just have fun planning that birth together, envisioning all the different things. And then um, pick little things daily that you both can look forward to. So why do type 7 mamas love the My Essential Birth course? Well, first of all, you don't have to take a million classes. <laughs> you just take the one. The variety is all in one spot. We have an amazing flow of knowledge and education and all the different directions that birth may take for you to choose from. Um, and that includes active assignments. We keep you active physically and it keeps your mind engaged. You're learning to feel more confident in making your decisions for yourself, your birth, your baby. And it's got all the partner stuff so that you can feel loved and taken care of along the way. Exactly. You don't have to run out and be like, you know what? I'm curious about hypnosis for childbirth. I should take one of those classes. But I also want to know what my hospital says. You don't have to do that. It's all in one spot for you. Another reason type 7 mamas love our course is because they get a sense of freedom by knowing what all their options really are and then being able to pick the one that sounds best to them. We're also going to teach you how to avoid unnecessary pain or how to flip that into a positive so it's not pain. We're talking about intensity and manage anything, any kind of discomfort that you do experience. But if you do decide that you don't want to feel any discomfort, we're going to tell you the best time to get that epidural. So again, you go in having all of those things in front of you so you don't feel forced one way or another. Lastly, our whole mission, the whole reason we created My Essential Birth in the first place was to help as many women as possible find joy in their birth experience. And that's what you're all about. You embody joy. You seek out joy. And so our course is going to be able to help you find that through birth and onto motherhood. We're going to give you that freedom and confidence to choose joy and what that looks like for you in your birth. Our Enneagram 7s, we just want to thank you so much. You are fun-loving. You are spontaneous. You are enthusiastic. You're confident. You're charming. You bring so much to our My Essential Birth community, and we're just grateful to have you here. We hope to see you in the course. We promise that as you join us, we will absolutely be one of the many people that we hope will be taking care of you. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you. 